You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. This is the Friday edition. We will break down Thursday night football. Good one, Jaguars and Bengals. And the second half of the Sunday and Monday night football schedule for week four. Matt and I will make our picks. I want to let everybody know about Run Your Pool. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Find Matt and I on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL and about 20 folks Almost were eliminated, Matt, in our survivor pool. Mm. And it was not looking good for Cincinnati early. Obviously, the the big play of the game and the big series of the game was Jacksonville not able to get in the end zone right before the half, which might have put this one out of reach for the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a tale of two halves, kind of starting with that play as being the absolute pivotal play. Uh, a lot of boos from Cincinnati fans in the first half, yeah. and it wasn't pretty at all. And, you know, I kept thinking... Man, BP and I were just talking about should the Bengals be favored by seven and a half over anybody? You know, that's what we talked about yesterday. Clearly not. And it probably not. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's all said and done. And maybe these terrible teams that we laugh at are better than you think at times, when, especially primetime games when they have a lot to, a lot more, a little more pride on the line. Um, but I give the Bengals credit. I mean, the second half was a business trip. Let's freaking you know, just get that back to what we have to do to win this game. And maybe I'm looking too much into it, but boy, that feels like Joe Burrow's persona, you know, that it's his team. They all trust him. It's never over till it's over. He's going to grind it out. Tough guy. He played so well. I mean, even without T Higgins and, you know, they had some running game, but not a great one. It was on Burrow's shoulders in this game. It was, they put it on his shoulders and said, okay, young man, let's go win this football game. And they did. And I was really impressed with Joe Burrow. Really impressed with Trevor Lawrence, actually, as well. Yeah. And the, the lack of turnovers was huge for the Jaguars to stay in this game and keep it close and have a lead. They used Lawrence's legs quite a bit. But really for Jacksonville, something they really needed to do was, aside from you know limit turnovers, was get Robinson more involved. And, and James Robinson's really good, and he was pivotal in this one. A couple of touchdowns there, uh, and that was huge. And they probably could have fed him even more. 18 carries. Uh, like, that's... Just some some so just some old school football that was complimentary. You know, keep your defense off the field and some shorter passes, some you know, some smart quarterback, quarterback running. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and hand the ball off to your running back who's really good and and chip away. And sort of they got back to that and really for the first time this season, the Jaguars offense that I've seen has looked like that. And I think that was really important. And you didn't have to lean on Trevor Lawrence standing back in the pocket, taking hits and trying to chuck the ball down the field all night long because that's not going to work for this young Jaguars football team. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence has always looked confident and very talented in a Jaguars uniform. But I thought he was more comfortable and in a better circumstances, to your point. I wanted to also note you know, DJ Chark was lost early on in this game and yeah. going to be out for a while, it looks like. 
Um, but LaVisca, you know, got a little bit more of a feature role as it almost got 100 yards receiving. So I thought that was important, too. Yeah, and, and I think that's important. Short passing game, chip away if you're the Jaguars offense, you know, longer drives. But then also they hit him down the field, too, which was important. So because he's a complete receiver, you got to use him and, and keep teams honest that way. But peppering him with targets, I think, is huge. We saw the newest Jaguar, Dan Arnold, get involved with a couple of catches. Marvin yeah. Jones had been the leading receiver for the Jaguars, and he was sort of an afterthought because they weren't really going down the field too much. So he did get three targets in this game. But um, I like the game plan for Jacksonville, and that's the way they're going to have to go about things, I think. And, and keep things closer earlier instead of just, well, all right, we're just going to drop back and chuck it, and our young quarterback is you know, going to take hits and throw interceptions. Yeah, and we just kind of talked about their receivers I wanted to highlight, you know, CJ Azuma. I mean, 95 yards and two touchdowns. Where did that come from? You know, <laughs> he was Tyler pumped Boyd. Too. It was, he was so yeah, Tyler Boyd is really good. Yeah, Jamar good. Chase shows up big yet again. So strong group, even without T. Higgins. But what about Azuma? Holy cow. I thought the Jaguars defense did a really good job of limiting Chase and not allowing those big plays, a ton of big plays, yeah, big yeah. touchdowns. And um, I thought the, the Jaguars defense played pretty well, and they were up to the challenge, especially earlier in the game. Yeah, 100%. Um, both these defenses showed some you know, some moxie, too. I mean, I think the Jags one's a little undermanned, but it's young, and it's you know it, it could have a bright future. We'll see. Um, and I think the Bengals' defense had some injuries, but still showed pretty well. So it was a fun game. I, I really enjoyed it. Fantastic Thursday night football game. Great way to start the week for schedule and the Cincinnati Bengals alone atop the NFC or the AFC North right now with a three and one record Jaguars fall to O and four Giants Saints Sunday morning for me Sunday afternoon for you on the East Coast Matt uh, the O and three Giants at the two and one Saints at home New Orleans favored by seven seven Ooh. Giants are short a couple receivers, it looks like. Shepard, Slayton. Man, that's a big number. I mean, I think the Saints win. I think their defense is, you know, the best unit out there. I don't know if this offense is going to outscore teams by seven, though. And, you know, I think the Giants D is okay. I'll take the points, but if we were – Doing that thing where we bet between one and five chips, I think I'd only put one on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good bet. I see where you're going with that. Um, do we have, because I'm looking, I think, questionable is what I'm seeing for Kenny Galladay and Slayton Shepherd in this game. Slayton, Darius yeah. Slayton. Um, so that's yeah, usually, they do have Ingram and you know it's usually a good sign questionable. I'm not seeing doubtfuls yet. Uh, that is as of yesterday, so we'll find out what's going on there. But obviously they're, they're going to need some firepower if they're going to go beat uh, anybody, really. But the, the firepower hasn't mattered really anyway for the Giants. So uh, I'm 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 down on the Giants. I like the Saints at home. Uh, seven points is a lot. And again, like you, uh, I hate this line. I probably wouldn't put money on this game, but you know. I would put one chip down, I guess, if I had to, on uh, on the Saints because I just have no confidence in the Giants and even covering a number, I just don't feel good about it. Yeah, I just wish the Saints had more weaponry, you know, to right. to put up big numbers. They're really short on receivers. Lower scoring game here with the Giants and Saints. Yeah, yeah, I should have said that. I definitely get that feel. Yeah, which um, makes it tougher to cover any big number, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's close, and the Saints a better team at home and win by three or four, not seven. 
How about the other team in New York? The Jets are hosting the 2-1 and one Titans. Uh, we have zero New York wins so far this football season. It'll be fun to track how far that goes. Not fun for Giants and Jets fans, but um, the Titans, Derrick Henry, Start him in all your fantasy leagues. You were going to already, but you know maybe DFS leagues. This, this seems like it should be a good game for Derrick Henry to just lean on uh, a Jets team and, and the, the Titans to go on the road, but a business trip, and, and go win a football game here. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry is probably the most attractive fantasy running back of the week. Sneaky pickup is the Titans defense against a terrible Jets team that scored three points in the first half of game so far. Just terrible. Do you have the line handy on this one, though? Because as of right now, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones might not be available. I'm seeing six and a half. Damn, I was hoping it was seven (laughs) or more and I was going to take New York. Six and a half is just not quite enough. But I, I don't know that Tennessee... Puts up a lot of points. I just don't think the Jets score on anybody. Right, yeah. Maybe this is one of those games where you're absolutely taking the under, and the, the over-under is 44-and-a-half. And so I'd be even more yeah. comfortable on the under with this game than the last game because Saints-Giants is 42. I'd put the, the under probably lower. 44 is a lot for this yeah. game. 44 right. for a Jets team that has scored 0, 3, and 14. I said the Jets get the double digits? I mean, Tennessee has to get to 34 if the Jets get to 10. I don't think and, Tennessee gets to 34. And if Tennessee doesn't have one or both of their, you know, best receiving weapons. Right. I want to yeah, see. Like you, know, you know what I want to see in week format is these rookie quarterbacks take a step up. And it wasn't. Lawrence kind of did. Lawrence, yeah. So I think that's the theme this week. Okay, bounce back. Let's see, rookie quarterbacks. You guys were drafted in the first round. You're five drafted in the top 15. Let's see why these teams drafted you. And Lawrence, I think, um, it wasn't a huge line, but he played well. And you watched the game, it looked better than what his line looked like. And Zach Wilson, so far, is completing 55% of his passes and two touchdowns to seven interceptions, sacked 15 times. And he hasn't even been sacked more than some of the other rookie quarterbacks. Um, So that's uh, that's important. So let's see these young quarterbacks. And there's some weapons on the Jets' offense for him to throw to. So you're putting it on the coaching staff. You're putting it on the defense to get the ball back to their young uh, offense and, and and maybe take a page out of the Jaguars' playbook and run the rock a little bit. And I know you don't have anybody as good as James Robinson as a running back there if you're the New York Jets, but Michael Carter, some short passes there, get him involved. Uh, Ty Johnson, uh, you know, whatever you have to do, Give your quarterback a little breathing room, better down in yeah. distance, complimentary football, and and hope to keep the other team's offense off the field. Yeah, I mean that all sounds great, but then he throws three picks and <laughs> or or you get down early. The, the Titans right, go right, march down right. and you're in a seven nothing hole already. You're like, well, all right, I guess we're throwing I the mean, ball. They're losing all the time at halftime. Yeah. They're in a bad place. Uh, I can't bet on the Jets. No, I can't. And six and a half. Yeah, give me those Titans. Not that number. Yeah, give me the Titans six and a half. I'll give up those points and give me the under. Yeah, I like the under a lot. Next, we've got Kansas City Chiefs at Eagles, Cardinals at Rams, which is a fun one. Unbeaten's in the NFC West. Ravens, Broncos, Steelers, Packers, Bucks, Patriots on Sunday night football. We've got 49ers, Seahawks, the other two teams in the West, and Monday night football. Raiders, Chargers, previews, picks coming up. 
Hey everyone, this is Matt Williamson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Uh, my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Download the free Get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your fill up. That's, that's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Uh, just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catches here involved. So the cash back gets added right into your account. You can, you can cash out any time to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card from Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. There's two teams that uh, are a little bit Jekyll and Hyde so far to start the year. The one and two Chiefs, nobody would have predicted them to have a losing record and be last place in the division, even only three weeks into it. And by the way, happy October. We're into October now, and the Chiefs are currently in last place of the AFC West at one and two. The Eagles, this game in Philadelphia, the Eagles are one and two as well. Just when you think the Eagles are pretty good, and then they get beat up front, which is where I thought they would uh, not lose the battle against the Cowboys. So I don't know what the hell to think about either one of these teams, Matt. Can you help me out? I think that the Chiefs are no way going to lose three in a row and are going to come back flying against an Eagles team that plays more zone maybe than any defense in the league. They're kind of predictable with their coverages. Um, they're, they've had to deal with a few injuries. For some reason, they don't run the ball to their running backs. Like, take something off Jalen Hurts' plate. Yeah. It looks like he's struggling too. Like, that makes no sense to me either. Uh, I think the Chiefs' defense might create a big play or two, and I think the offense blows up. And um, I'm not even sure what the line is unless it's 17, which I don't think it is. I think that's what this game's going to end up being. Yeah, it's seven points. Chiefs favored. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs straight up. I don't like the line for a home team. I mean, Against the spread, I'll take the Eagles. Not confident in it. I hate it. This is not a game I would want to <laughs> bet on. So I'll take the Chiefs straight up. I'll go Eagles against the spread and just take those seven points because I think that there's a potential for this game to be somewhat close. But, um, you know, I, I see a game that is kind of ugly, and then all of a sudden, second half, Patrick Mahomes comes back and does what he does and throws the ball a ton, and they win this game. But um, I don't know. I don't like the way the Chiefs are playing, so I, I'm not going to predict the Chiefs blowout and I think the Eagles are still aside from what we saw last week at Dallas uh they 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 should be better at keeping games close and winning the line of scrimmage and it's sort of like some of these other teams it's like okay you're getting too you're getting too spread heavy you're, you're you're having a little bit too much fun you know as an offensive coordinator let's get down to some basics here and it's it's odd to be saying because I think the league is going in such a direction like that, and so many teams are are going full on. Let's spread it out and and let's have so much fun with all this window dressing. It's like okay, but what are you at your core? What what kind of a team are you? And it doesn't always work for everybody, and it looks kind of disjointed with some of these offenses. And and the Eagles, you're right, putting way too much on Jalen Hurts. He's not going to go out there and win. Uh, you know, a shootout with Patrick Mahomes or anything like that. But no. uh, this game, I just, I don't like the way these teams have 
performed. I don't feel comfortable with either one of these teams right now. I, I know that the Chiefs are a better football team, and I expect them to win this game, but I don't like the home team giving up seven here. I think the Eagles can at least hang. So, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I I hate this game, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> My last note on it is I, I know Mahomes is a god, and you can't say anything bad about him, and he's doesn't worry me one bit, but he's been a little loosey-goosey with the way he's played this year, too, mm-hmm. and – you know, I mean, he might need to reel it in a little, too, and get back to some basics. Reel it in a little bit. Uh, they, the, the Chiefs aren't great at running the football. Uh, the Eagles' front is good on defense, too, which I like. And, and Hargrave has been one of the best players in the league this year. I mean, he has been awesome for them. And Fletcher Cox made a big play last year. So uh, that's why I think the Eagles can hang. And let's see them do that. Yeah, maybe. I also think that Chiefs' O-line is going to be pretty good when it's all said and done. If it does get into a somewhat of a shootout mode, I'm I'm waiting for the Devontae Smith breakout because that that could happen. That, that young man is just too darn good, and I think he's going to break out one of these weeks. Maybe it's this week. Sneaky DFS play. He'll be yeah, sneaky. not a bad one. No, I don't I don't dislike that call either. Yeah, I think he. It's not a tough matchup at all. He's a good player. They should feature him. They absolutely should. They're searching on offense. I don't think they know what they want to be on offense. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals at Rams, unbeaten, 3-0 Cardinals at the unbeaten, 3-0 Rams. This is for NFC West supremacy. Both teams have looked really good this year. Uh, Statement game from the Rams beating the Buccaneers, though, last week, which is why they are favored by four right now in this game. And I'm wondering if that's enough because uh, of any team in the NFL, the Rams have been the most impressive for the yeah. first three weeks of the season, and that's the reason why they were in our Locked On Podcast Network number one spot in the power rankings coming into this week. And they deserve to be. Uh, they're coming off a huge win. I'm not saying they're going to take a, a division uh, foe lightly or let down, but there is some human nature after a win like that to just take you know, not have quite as much emotion for the next one, where Arizona is going to be geared up even more. I like Arizona to keep this one close in a big-time shootout. Start all your fantasy guys. If the line were two and a half, I'd pick the Rams, but four is a magic number for me to keep to pick Arizona's side. I'll stay with the Rams. I, I think four is a good number, but not quite enough to scare me off at home with how well they're playing right now, although the Cardinals are a really good team, but I, I just believe in the Rams. I believe in the stability there and the consistency of what they're going to bring, whereas the Rams team, uh, there's been some halves that's like, okay, are they going to do that Cliff Kingsbury thing that they've been doing for the last few years there in Arizona? But a really good team, and um, I'm gonna. my question is, are they going to be able to cover all those Rams receivers? Oh, I think that's an issue. Right. I mean, they're going to have to generate pressure, and they're capable, but they are. in the end, I think, you know, McVay figures them out. Stafford maybe hits a, a big one or two. So um, I, I could see a Robert Woods blow-up game. He's been the, the quiet one, the squeaky wheel, you know. There's something to a letdown game, though, for the Rams because of how a little bit. excited McVay was last week. Hard Running up and up. down the field. I've never seen a coach, period, even McVay, who's a high-energy guy, act that insane during a regular season football game. He ran all the way down, something I've never seen, and congratulated, uh, I think it was Deshaun Jackson, right, after he scored a touchdown, beyond the end zone. I've never seen a coach get that far away in the middle of gameplay and go that far away uh, and congratulate one of his players. He was psyched. So, yeah, maybe there is somewhat of a a letdown there, but uh, they're rolling. They're rolling. Things are going very, very well for the Rams, and Stafford looks great, and now he's in the MVP conversation. 
Um, I just think Arizona's feisty and up and coming and should be pretty good. Let's stay in the West. We've got yeah. the Seahawks at 49ers. Uh, a last-second loss for the Niners last week at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. The Seahawks lost an OT and then really got handled by the Vikings. And similar to the Chiefs, you wouldn't think the Seahawks in October would be last place in the NFC West, but that's where they are. And their back's against the wall a little bit. You can't fall to one and three if you're the Seahawks and be three games behind either the Cardinals or the Rams, whoever wins in that ball game in the West in October, because this division's too tough. And I think that's what's going to happen. The more I study the Seahawks, the more worried I am about them. You know, they're running very few plays on offense. They're playing slow. They're not running the ball all that well. Um, people have sort of figured out how to take away their weapons to some degree. I mean, it's it's. I'm not real concerned about the passing game, but it's really the defense. I mean, I'm sure you've been watching them. The Seattle defense has been really bad this year. And I have some questions about the Niners. You know, I didn't think they did all that well on – uh, the offensive line last week, but I think they'll be okay in this one against that opponent. I think they run the ball pretty, not at will, but you know, very effectively, and get Kittle and Ayuk and those guys involved and get after Wilson a little bit. I'm going to lay the points and take your Niners. This one's tough for me, and it's funny because Corbin Smith of Locked On Seahawks was on Locked On 49ers with me, and we both picked against the teams we covered. And so lack of oh, confidence yeah. in, this, in, this, in the teams we cover here. Uh, I'm going to take the points for the Seahawks because I don't like the way it matches up. And you nailed everything there with the Seahawks and, and the way they're playing. I don't like the Niners' ability, though, to match up and cover DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Niners That's have always problem, had problems too. with Russell Wilson. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, the weaknesses for the Seahawks are not exactly where the 49ers can take advantage of. Um, and like... The Niners want to run the ball, you know, feature Debo short, catch and run stuff, George Kittle, and that's still where the strength of the Seahawks defense lies. Their weaknesses have been a little bit in, in pass rush and and covering guys on the outside at cornerback, good but point. the Niners aren't good at throwing the ball outside the numbers either. And, and here's the biggest key, I think, in this game, and it's how it starts because the both teams have been really hot and cold in all of their football games. The Niners, uh, the Niners started out pretty well against the Lions but for the most part they've been really bad early and then have come on toward the end of the first half and into the second half and the Seahawks have been the opposite been hot early and really bad in the second half so the Seahawks might have an opportunity to go up early in this game and then that would be a really tough game script for the 49ers even though they did come back against the uh, the Packers last week and still lose but yeah it, it's a bad game script for the Niners if the other team goes up early and, and that's kind of how things have gone this year so that's what worries me about it so that's why I'm taking the points and taking the the road Seahawks here it's some great points I mean the matchup isn't wonderful when you start breaking it down like that I just think your Niners are in a much better place than Seattle. I have more confidence in the team overall at home. It'll be a good one, though. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun uh, to see uh, which team bounces, like who's got their mind right, which team bounces back because yeah. uh, both teams don't want to be a few games behind in the uh, NFC West right now. And both teams are very I, disappointed, I'm sure, with how they played last week. And, and when it's in those situations, I trust Seattle, you know, Carroll and Wilson. I mean, they've been down this road so many times to not be the only one-win team in the division. It's going to be fun. A few more games to get here to uh, prime timers, Bucks, Patriots, Raiders, Chargers. Um, 
we got Steelers Packers on the schedule, Ravens Broncos, some good ones here in the afternoon and evening this weekend. We'll finish up our previews and picks coming up. Cookie Dough Chunk is back at Built.com. If you've never had a Built Bar, you are missing out. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Not only the newest flavor, it's a new old flavor of Cookie Dough Chunk. They have their original flavors, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. My personal favorite is anything involving peanut butter because the consistency is just perfect of the Built Bar. If you're not sure what flavor to get, you can get a mixed box of Built Bars. And check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar. Only 130 to 180 calories per bar, depending on the flavor. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. And for listening to this podcast, you get a very special deal of 15% off at Built.com by using promo code LOCKED15. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 2-1 Ravens at the 3-0 Broncos. We've got a back injury for Lamar Jackson, too, uh, and this game is even right now. This is a miss, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm going lock of the week Broncos here. At home? Wow. I mean, Lock come on. Up. Give me the Denver Broncos. I love the way they're playing both sides of the ball. Uh, I don't care about the injuries at wide receiver. The The Ravens are not playing like the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's been hit too much. He's already got a back injury. I'm sure he'll play. Uh, but I, I, this game shouldn't be even. The Broncos should be favored. I think that's a mistake of a line. So, yeah, I will take the Broncos at home. I think you disagree wow. with me, though, right? I do. I agree with you, and I didn't think we would. I, I thought I was going to be throwing the world a curveball here. I think Denver's better right now. They're at home. I expect this to be a pretty low-scoring, tight game, a lot of runs. And, you know, by the fourth quarter, I think Denver will handle the altitude better. You know, you mentioned Lamar taking a lot of hits. I expect that to keep up. You know, tough place to play. They're throwing the ball more than they probably want to right now in Baltimore. And, I'm not bashing on the Ravens, but they are incredibly close to being an 0-3 team. And if they were 0-3 right now, the world would be crumbling about this team right now. They would not be, you know, they'd be getting plenty of points on Yes, them. and that's that's kind of it. I think the the I think if you look at the Ravens, you think, oh, they're the Ravens, they're gonna be good. And they're two and one. So what's wrong? There's nothing wrong. But if you watched all those games, I think you would not feel as strong about them. And it's the opposite about the Broncos. Like I'm, it's hard right. to find weaknesses with the way they're playing right now. Right. And I certainly recognize they haven't played anyone. I'm sure I'll be getting that tweet. You overranked the, the Broncos are blowing away terrible teams. That's fine. But they've been blowing them away, and they, those games haven't been very competitive. And it is that that is a good point. Giants, Jaguars, Jets. But right. That's... I mean, none of those teams have even gotten gotten anything going against him on the offensive side of the ball Vic, Vic Fangio's defense is just on fire right now yeah I mean I know this doesn't mean much but I drafted Denver in my fantasy league as my defense and I knew the beginning of the schedule was really strong and I great you know great respect for Fangio and what they have going by no means am I not playing them this week because Baltimore's coming to town you know like they'll be great I mean I don't have any worries about the Denver defense. And the Ravens love running the ball, but they can't figure out who they want to hand the ball to. So it's been just like <laughs> hero ball for for Lamar Jackson. And I don't, and I love Lamar Jackson; he's an amazing player. But I just don't like that that uh, 
I just don't like that script for for the Ravens every single week. No, uh, I agree. I, Lamar's playing very, very well and really playing maybe as well as he did in his MVP year, but he's taking more of a beating than he ever did. And I, if this was a thigh contusion or a shoulder or something, but a back, backs never seem to go away. No, and, and the Ravens aren't winning up front on either line as, as often as they used no. to either. So very different Ravens team right now. How about those Steelers, Matt, at one and two? They are in Green Bay to face the Packers. The Packers favored by six and a half points. When's the last time the Steelers, with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, not Duck Hodges, were uh, were dogs by this many points? Who doesn't happen often, but they deserve it. I mean, part of me thinks, boy, I've been watching Tomlin forever, and... When everyone counts him down, he comes back and beats a team that no one thinks he should. You know, I mean, he has a long history of that type of thing. And I also think the low water mark for the offense and the defense might have been against Cincinnati. That the offense is just so putrid all year. They probably should get, they probably have nowhere to go but up in terms of penalties and drops and self inflicted errors. And the defense was very injured and they're getting Watt and Highsmith back and Hayden and all these guys. But, man, I mean, Rodgers, I'm not sure the pass rush is going to bother him. I mean, the, the Packers have some injuries, too. I think Green Bay wins by a touchdown. If this game happened last week, I might have gone with the Steelers. Yeah. But seeing how the Packers – and I don't know what magic sauce they have on the offensive line with the Packers, but they're – they were starting a guy named it's number 12 Yishman or I, I still don't know his name. He's the third string left tackle. <laughs> right. um, and Bosa destroyed him for one series. And then that was it. And Rogers gets the ball out so quick, but he, he can get the ball out in 2.3 seconds yet still make big plays with his arm. It's amazing. And uh, he's just so good. And so uh, I was blown away by what I saw from the Packers and their offensive line. And uh, they're starting two rookies, and they're so good at finding these gem offensive linemen that play really well, that, that they don't draft super high. Uh, so it's sort of like the uh, the Steelers and drafting wide receivers. It's just like, yeah, okay. Let, let's wait to see who they draft and then see if we can trade for that player because they got something right. <laughs> they turn into something. It, yeah, it's pretty absolutely. amazing. So uh, all that being said, yeah, um, I, I'll give up those points at home for the Packers against the Steelers. My quick question for you about the Steelers, though, what was different in week one against the Bills that we didn't see from the Steelers in week two and three? A few things. First off, the offense was bad in Buffalo just as much as it has been, and they weren't throwing the ball to Najee Harris, which made no sense to me. Um, But the defense was great. The defense was 100% healthy. Their pass rush was utterly dominant, and that was the difference in the game. Buffalo left some plays on the field, but a lot of it was because of the pass rush was so violent and strong and I think we talked about this after week one there was like a whole I always call them the 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 tier two coaches that are not Belichick and Reed the Carrolls and Paytons and Harbaugh's and Tomlin's and all those guys all of them won in week one basically yeah they all did really really well with the whole summer to prepare for their uh opponent you know and work all camp on it Mm. Quick question, is this looking at things too much through black and gold colored glasses? The Steelers beat the Bills, who have gone on to maybe be the best team in the league since then, lost to the Raiders, who I've perennially underestimated, and lost to Cincy, who doesn't stink. Does that look a little better now than it did while they were happening? Yes. 
Yes, I absolutely. Think so. yeah. Especially week the Raiders. Yeah, two and three. And the week one win just looks more and more impressive. And then the Packers obviously are no pushover either. They've been thirteen and three for the last two years. So right. um that's uh and then the Broncos are coming up. This is a rough schedule. Like this is the toughest well, the schedule, schedule in the league. The then the yeah. Browns, you know, it doesn't re- you don't really have one of those games where you're like, okay, whew, we can take a deep breath and, and probably uh, have a couple of wins here until the Bears and Lions, and that's week what? Like, that's November. Yeah, I thought it was week two and three against the Raiders and Bengals. Yeah, but no, those are the two not to be the case. Right. Although, yeah, the Bengals, uh, after seeing the Bengals last night, their their defense is not going to be there, I don't think. Uh, and they're okay. They're better than the Bengals that we've seen recently, and I like Joe Burrow, but they're not ready for prime time yet. So, uh, and, and yeah. we'll see what happens with the Raiders too, but yeah, uh, the it's not an easy schedule at all for the Steelers. That's not that's no, not black awful. and gold tinted glasses. Yeah, I got to ask that one today. I'm like, eh, I don't want to give them too much credit and sound like a homer, but eh, those <laughs> those games look better now than when they happened. And look, the Steelers they've they've got a legit defense. So when you're that good on defense, can you just check the ball down all day to Najee Harris uh, and and be in most games? I think you can. Probably, but there has to be more in the passing game. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, you can't throw it to him, what, 16, 18 times in the flats and think <laughs> right. that's going to you know, beat Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's a certain storyline with the Buccaneers and Patriots that, Matt, I don't want to talk about. Are they about playing this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's super strange, right? Nerd. It's, it's yeah. really weird. I guess there's uh, some crossover in, in some players that used to play for New England. Going mm. back to New England, that's not something that we have time or I want to at all cover because it's over-covered and it'll be everywhere. But how about the actual football game here? How do we feel about these Patriots with a rookie quarterback at home against the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers that are 2-1 and one, uh, and they are favored by 7 on the road at New England? Coming off a loss, <laughs> I think they destroy the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots' offense was sort of Steeler-like this past week. The O-line was overmatched, no running game, quarterback gets exposed, just don't have many weapons. You know, as all the rookie quarterbacks are, they're over their head. I mean, the difference of where Mac Jones and Tom Brady are is the most extreme thing they've ever seen, and Mac Jones looks fine. And I don't even know that Brady's going to rub it in or anything like that, but he's become the all-time passing leader in New England. He needs like 80 yards or something like that. I bet he throws four touchdowns, probably three of them to Gronk, and even if Gronk can't play, he's going to come out there just for red zone touchdowns. Um, they're gonna, I just think and this they're going to stop the game when he breaks a record and, and people are going to be wearing hit the opposing team's jersey right in the like even if it oh was, yeah even if it yeah. was his Patriots jersey they're gonna have his number on their back in the stands I just don't like any of this except for Belichick might have some tricks up his sleeve and if the Patriots are able to win this game one of the better coaching jobs um in probably his coaching career in the regular season because everything just points to a Buccaneers blowout I think yeah I mean it's seven is the line I feel like it should be ten and a half there's three or four lines this week. Side note, there's three or four lines this week I've said that about. Washington was one. <laughs> like, boy, this line doesn't seem right. And I'm not a betting expert. I mean, I'm giving my opinions, and that's why people are listening and you know, want to hear what we have to say. But usually Vegas is smarter than Williamson. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Peacock put together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. 
Maybe the, the, those big buildings in the desert you know, weren't built by losing a lot of bats. Right, absolutely. The The thing that scares me about it, though, is just that on the road, at home, against Bill Belichick. And that's the thing that's like, okay, maybe not right. a blowout, maybe, you know, but still seven points. I think it's plenty, so i got to give up those points and take the bucks. I do easily, and that's what scares me. When I, when I th- think a bet is too easy, it usually isn't. Monday Night Football, Raiders at Chargers. Here's another good one. I love this it's one. It's a great one. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I love the quotes from Derek Carr, by the way. He's like, I don't know, because he has never played in this stadium as an away team against the Chargers. But he's like, well, whenever we're in San Diego at Qualcomm or uh, the in-between stadium, a soccer stadium in L.A., it's always been a Raiders home game, so I expect it to be the same. And I don't know if Chargers fans will take offense to that and not sell their tickets to Raiders fans or uh, if uh, that'll be bulletin board material for the Chargers. But you've said it numerous times. Um, yeah, this is like a, this is a home game for the Raiders, and that's rough for the Chargers, who are a really good football team, by the way. Uh, Chargers favored at home or the road, depending on how you look at this one, by three <laughs> right, right. points against is, the Raiders. Do you think this will be black hole-ish? I don't know if it'll go that far, but I think it will be. I think there's – I think 50% Raiders, 50% Chargers Shoulder fans. pads with, with spikes on them and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, you know there's a ton of – there's more Raiders fans in L.A. than there's Chargers fans. Period. There has to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true, yeah. Who so, you got? Uh, I, I, I like the Chargers. Chargers are better. Me too. Team. Yeah. Because th- I hate the Raiders, of course. The Raiders are playing great. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I can't wait to watch it. I just think the Chargers are more talented and a little further along, and you know, I like their defense a little better. I like Herbert a little better. I think I like their coaching staff a little better already, and I think they cover, but barely. I think it'll be a really good game. This is a fun game. Yeah, I can't wait for this one on Monday Night Football. I think it's going to be close. I think three points is perfect. I would put Chargers by three. Uh, so here's the thing is I would put Chargers by three at a neutral site. And so even if you're considering this a neutral site, then that's, I think, a perfect line. Um, I like the Chargers like what I saw from from Herbert last week. I think they can play D. So um, yeah. the Raiders are, are, are more for real than I thought, and – if they were, if it was a different team, but I, I just like the Chargers more right now, so I'm going to stick with the Chargers. But I would not be shocked at all if the Raiders came home with the win here. I'm not super confident in this game, but uh, I'm not jumping off the Chargers bandwagon yet. And if the Raiders show me, continue to show me something here in prime time Monday Night Football, uh, I might have to just be fully jumping onto the Raiders bandwagon. And I will say right now, Derek Carr does he come back to earth? Because uh, you know against Brandon Staley's defense, he's been the MVP of the first month of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Staley will beg them to run and Gruden will gladly run. And Waller versus Derwin James is heavyweight fight Oof. there. Worth yeah. it, you know, worth it just to see that. Um, what are they going to do against Bosa? I mean, there's a lot of fun things to watch. I mean, I'm really growing fonder and fonder of Edwards and especially Ruggs. You know, I mean, like there's a lot to like about both yes. these teams. Arrows pointing up for both of them, in my opinion. The Peyton Barber, I like the way he ran the ball too. I don't think that's a yeah, problem yeah. that he's their running back this week. No, right, right. I mean, Gruden, well, if you're gonna give us light boxes and beg us to run. We're gonna just gonna pound it up the gut for six yards a hit, and we'll be fine with it. Heavyweight battle in the AFC West. I love it. It's going to be a fun week for Matt, and of course, we'll be back Monday to break down everything we saw over the weekend. Right here, Peacock and Williamson. We always, like you always looked at it as another home game, and that's no disrespect, it's just a fact.